0: As always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Um, we're going into another summer pick,
2: mm-hmm.
0: kind of. Let me okay. Let me walk you guys through uh, the thought process for this one. We thought summer, heat, <laughs> animals, <laughs> animals attack, anaconda. <laughs> right, Perfect. that was kind of
1: perfect just stream of consciousness there i don't think anyone could complain about how we got from point a to point literal b like there's no (laughs) in between there
0: (laughs) there's no in between um yeah i don't know what it is about summer it makes me want to watch movies that are like nature versus human movies which Um, there are a lot
1: of apparently as we were looking for what movie we wanted to do we found a lot of nature movies
0: there are a lot of them um a lot of them look hilarious um so we put some in our back pocket for potentially the future but i think when we said this when both of us brought up anaconda we both kind of knew that yeah obviously we need to talk about anaconda it's only right anaconda is the snake version of deep blue sea um as well at least for me it is oh,
1: of course this I, is this is the I creme them. de la creme of a uh, snake attack movies um not to not to overstep here but um we're talking about one of the ogs so homies just make sure yeah. as you listen to this episode to put some respect on the name of Anaconda yeah. and what it's done for society.
0: No disrespect to snakes on a plane. No disrespect.
1: No disrespect. But
0: Anaconda is that bitch. Is the <laughs> original baddie of the snake era. Uh, so we had to pay our respects. Um, but before we hop into our breakdown, uh, we just wanted to let you guys know that we officially have a Discord. Um, this is something that we have been wanting to put together for a while uh, for the homies to be able to talk to the other homies, not just us interacting and getting to communicate with you guys more, but we also wanted our homie community to be able to get to know each other and discuss horror things with each other. Uh, we, I don't know, we just thought it would be kind of fun. So we made a Discord, which is now live and active so i will be posting the link invite for that discord on our social media um so go to homies of horror on instagram twitter facebook we'll have that link posted and hop in talk to the homies say what's up uh we're excited to see you there so yeah but let's just go ahead and get into the movie because we got a lot to talk about we do i i have a lot
1: to say true (laughs) there's there's a lot of words to to be had about this particular movie um yes yeah so you're right you're right let's let's waste no time with this one all right homies we are entering into spoiler territory so you have been warned but today to our pleasure we are talking about anaconda from 1997 Now, this one was directed by Luis Losa, and it is starring Jennifer Lopez, Ice Cube, and John Voight.
3: One film crew, determined to make the documentary of a lifetime, travel to the Amazon River in search of the Shira Sheen, the Shuna Sheep, the Shimmy Shimmy, the people of the Mist. Meet director Terry Lopez, I mean Flores, and her crew, Danny Ice Cube, Gary Wilson, the needs to check her man, Sir Cries A Lot, and Professor Mansplation. While the crew is on their way to find the natives, they meet Paul Cerrone, an Amazon hitchhiker who promises to help them find the mist people. Unfortunately for our crew, the slithery Sarone intends to take them on a snake-infested detour. Insert horny boat people, cheesy one-liners, and deadly snake cuddles here. Our film concludes with Terry putting it in reverse as the crew fends off snakes and puts a stop to sarone also no danny today is not going to be a good day roll credits
0: not terry put it in reverse i'm dead
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm not gonna say i felt good about this week's writing but i felt good about this week's writing if i do say so myself (laughs)
0: That one got me.
1: me. (laughs) All right, Erica, let's get into it. What is in your notebook?
0: Okay. (laughs) My very first note, because this movie starts off with like the pan up of text that basically brings you into what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I wrote, as long as 40 feet, I fear this is who Nicki Minaj wrote Anaconda about. (laughs) Because Big Guy,
1: I mean, mean.
0: it is kind of big.
1: Oh, no. We can't start off like that. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, it's supposed to be a family podcast.
0: (laughs) My bad. My apologies. My apologies, y'all. But no, but it is. No, I don't apologize. You know what? I'm not sorry because it is a big snake. <laughs> it is big, um, as long as <laughs> as long as forty feet, apparently. Um, but yeah, we basically get this intro where we discover that snakes, uh, can- anacondas specifically, can grow up to that large, and that there are tribes that worship them as gods. And then immediately after that we see Danny fucking Trejo absolutely in a panic in a way I don't uh, you don't often see him he is not in control
1: yeah it's a weird place to have Danny Trejo especially well first off in my notes I did write young Danny Trejo was not ready because I will fully admit I forgot that he was in this movie um so yeah, he's
0: in it for like two seconds yeah
1: he's, he's 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 barely in there at all but i just had no recollection that he was in there period so when he popped up on the screen tell me why it took me a solid like four minutes because i didn't want to look like i wanted to know i really wanted to test my knowledge of danny trejo's face i just sat there i was like is that danny trejo that's danny trejo that's no that's not that Dan... that's danny motherfucking trejo
0: I did the exact same thing because it almost doesn't look like him from the side. It wasn't until they did that shot completely head on mm-hmm. where he's where the floorboards are coming up and stuff that I was able to lock in my answer. Danny Trejo for a hundred thousand because it was. Yeah, it's very obviously him from the front, but yeah at first and also but yeah you don't expect to see him in a position where he is frazzled and afraid which i wonder like is that part of a good reason to cast him because it kind of sets it up where anybody can die but i also don't know if he was at this point in time 1997 was danny trejo like the the man we know him as today i I don't don't, know
1: i don't know i'm not really a danny trejo expert to that degree so i couldn't tell you um if one of the homies if if somebody out there listening is like a danny trejo fanatic you like you know every danny trejo fact um please let us know was was this out of pocket to see danny trejo this frazzled yet or was this pre badass trejo the trejo that we know
0: Oh, okay. You didn't? Okay. I not to do it to him like that. <laughs> did um, I, I, like did that I ever tell you
1: that I met him too? Did we ever talk think, about that?
0: I think you did, but you should tell the story because.
1: I mean, it's not, it's not like a, it's not a huge story. I just met him at a Starbucks in Hollywood, but like he was, I gotta say, like living in Hollywood, you do meet a couple celebrities in passing, right? Like, you know this too, you've met quite a few just in mm-hmm. passing as well. Um Danny Trejo, I know it's funny cuz he's not like the big part about this movie at all, but Danny Trejo is one of the nicest celebrities I have yeah. ever met in my entire life. Like he is the he's actually the sweetest guy on the on the planet, I swear to you. Like he's he so nice, like it. Like, he would everybody like everybody knew it was him and he was willing to stop and talk to every person, like have full-on conversations. Anybody who wanted to take a picture, like he was down. He was just he was a really cool dude.
0: I will say something that uh, I've learned and possibly you have as well, being in the acting industry and in the acting community, the people that play the bitchiest, meanest, toughest characters are usually the sweetest people in person. It's at least that's what I have Experienced and realized it's kind of crazy, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. usually, yeah, they're like sweethearts in person. But on on stage or on camera, they can play these amazingly evil characters, and it's just oh, it's just fantastic. So I'm yeah. not surprised that Danny Trejo is actually
1: a, a gem. He is a gem really of a man. He is a gem. And and his I don't know if it's still open because of COVID, but his uh, his restaurant that he started was actually really good too i was Ooh. i was very skeptical about getting you know danny trejo's tacos but they
3: were they were
1: pretty good they're pretty good a stamp of approval on the uh, danny trejo tacos they, they were quite delicious yeah.
2: um
0: but all <laughs> of this is to say that he dies yeah he died um, real quick <laughs> <laughs> he yeah he doesn't do too good y'all um the tacos couldn't save him
2: in this, <laughs> Not this in this time. instance. Not yeah,
0: because uh, and I actually really do enjoy this opening the way that it plays out um, with like the floorboard shooting up and water shooting up in front of him and and it's it is very. Hollywood. it I wrote down for some reason that it reminded me of an amusement park ride. Yeah. and I think I think what it is is because on the Universal Studios movie tour, like th- when they go back and they do that little subway, do you know what I'm talking oh, about? yeah that yeah. little oh, subway or, or, part? the tour.
1: yeah, I went on the yeah. tour. Yeah, when you go inside that little. Um, like tunnel and the and the entire thing starts like shaking and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It yeah. reminds
0: me exactly of that because of how like meticulously planned out. and it's like, and now the lights flicker and now the water shoots and now it's flooding. like <laughs> the yeah. way that everything plays out what with was like that for? This... I
1: think it's for I think it was for Fast and the Furious. I think when I was there, it was set up for Fast and the Furious, but it may switch like mm-hmm. or they might like swap what the theme of that area is. I know what area of the tour you're talking
2: about.
0: Yeah, so it, it just it reminds me of that because it's like it's like focus on Danny, cut down, floorboards fly, water shoots, focus back up, Danny, <laughs> so Danny true. cries. It's
1: such, like, then... <laughs> it's such 90s action, like it, watch this, it watch is. this thriller, watch
0: this. Yeah, it's it is, and the music's like <laughs> yeah, it's great though, and. I do feel like it kind of puts you in a good space where, because we don't get to see the snake yet. We Mm -mm. just get to, we're just seeing him reacting. He obviously knows what is coming for him. So he decides to end his life before the snake can do it, can do it to him. And that was a
1: smart move too, not to show the snake and just like set up the fear of whatever we're dealing with, even though, you already know you're watching a movie called Anaconda, so you know what it is already. But, you know, still to set up that that air of mystery, I do think it was a good move to just have Danny reacting to these things and not necessarily seeing the creature. Uh, Right. yeah. Yeah. And also, before we go too far off, if you are ever visiting the L.A. area and you happen to find yourself at Universal Studios, you really should go take that tour. I, it took yeah. me a while to actually do it, but it's a lot of fun. So don't be like me and miss out. Go on it next time you're there.
0: I agree. I recommend the tour. It's just one of those things that you you got to do it. It is kind of fun to go and see the sets mm-hmm. uh, behind the scenes. And it's just a part of like Universal Studios at this point. If you take the tour and you do it because we recommended it, please send us pictures. Oh, that would be awesome.
2: Um,
0: and it's specifically when you get to the subway part, uh, <laughs> because that is one of my favorite parts, but yeah, it just reminds me of that scene in the movie. Um, so then we start to meet our crew, right?
1: Which next note is young JLo. I was ready. I was very ready for young Lo.
0: <laughs> yeah, she didn't miss. She really didn't miss. Uh, she looks, she still looks good, but it is I do forget how young she looks in this movie because she she looks like I, I don't know what age she is meant to be in mm-hmm. this movie, but she almost looks like she just got out of college. Right. like <laughs> like she's a college student on her like dissertation or something, and so she's going on this trip. That's not what she is. She's the director of the documentary that they are filming, but she does look very young and then we meet um professor is it cal cal yeah
1: okay c-a-l-e i think kale okay because
0: i want to say kale i know that's not it i think <laughs> you're right kale. i think it's <laughs> professor kale <laughs> <laughs> um i think it is cal we have these two and they have obviously had some kind of former relationship which ah. Uh, I don't know if you if they didn't say that out loud. I don't know that I would have felt that at all. I feel like she has more chemistry with Ice Cube than right she does with Eric Stoltz. Unfortunately,
1: yeah, it w- it felt a little bit forced, and it could just be my my uh, fantasy uh, my fantasy brain wanting to ship Ice Cube and J Lo for a movie. <laughs> Um, that may have taken over there i won't say that that did not take the wheel um but i agree with you the the chemistry there i'm not gonna say there was no chemistry between the two because there definitely was chemistry it's just it was very like you know run-of-the-mill like we're in or we've had a relationship you know that sort of thing
0: it definitely gets better as the movie goes along i think by the time that they like are making kissing You know, like that whole romantic scene later on, it it improves. But when they first meet, it's yeah, I was like, okay, sure. But then we meet the we we finally get to see Ice Cube. And I all I wrote was not immediately this because (laughs) why (laughs) they really had to make my man's first line. Well, today's a good day. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Why? (laughs) Why? (laughs) Why?
3: somebody's up off the early yeah well today's a good day
2: is that right
3: oh yeah not everything my home
1: girl from sc get to direct her own documentary you ready i think
2: so
3: do we do we
1: know whether or not that was their idea or his idea because i really think that's 50 50 could have gone either way <sighs> I could totally see Ice Cube being having a completely different line and then showing up on that, on whatever day of shooting that was and just, all right, and action. Today's going to be a good good day.
0: I don't know, dude. I really feel like that was them. I feel like they wrote that in and thought it was so funny. They're and like,
1: oh, everyone's gonna love this.
0: Yeah, and they're gonna be like, well, you get it right because your song, like, you wrote the song, and then you say it in the movie. So people who don't, who didn't know it was you, they'll be like, oh, I get it now. And I'm like, I, okay, all right.
1: <laughs> that was probably word for word the pitch that they gave before they told him to say the yeah. line. We're Like, look, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, and Ice Cube is probably just like, as long as. The ink on my check has dried and is ready to cash. I will say whatever. I'll say whatever you want me to say. <laughs> right? I really don't care. yeah. So we but so we have like a full-on crew, right? because they're going to shoot this documentary. They're going um, down the Amazon River.
1: Mm-hmm. By the way, and... this crew really feels like like the college, the college version of like half of the entertainment industry
2: like
1: it's so weird because i'm trying to think of a good example of just like uh it's like a prequel to all of these celebrities
0: yeah it's
1: like a j-lo you got ice you got owen i forgot owen Owen wilson was in here in
0: this and he looks exactly the same i'm owen wilson has always looked like he was in his 30s to me like i if you ask me what age owen wilson was i Forever thirty seven? Uh, I don't know. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, Owen Wilson's in this. John Voight is John in Voight this. is in it. Like... That guy from Jumanji is in this. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: I feel bad. Oh, I feel bad. <laughs> I really should know his name. Let me look it up right now because that is like I don't know disrespect because I really actually do like him. As an actor, but Mm -hmm. I just can't. I always affiliate him with his role in Jumanji, just because it's so good. Jonathan Hyde.
1: Yeah, Jonathan Hyde.
0: Jonathan, I love you. Um, (laughs) yeah, he is in this. It's very. It's a pretty stacked cast, if we're being honest.
1: Yeah, and what's funny too is, and not to jump too much into the like extra little details yet. But I know that there was, like, a pretty hefty, uh, like, casting call for this movie. Like, they were trying to get some big fucking names Mm -hmm. um, in to do these roles. And funny enough, a lot of them actually turned it down. I wonder if they turned it down because of the script or if they had or if they didn't want to uh, deal with snakes. I wonder how many of them saw as, like, oh, a snake movie? Nah, I'm good.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I I imagine it might be a little bit of both because I I did find a I did find an interview with Jennifer. That's what I call Miss Lopez. Jennifer. Yeah, they're
1: on they're on a first name basis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did find an interview from Jennifer, and <laughs> she said that they spent two months in the Amazon. Um. And I guess because all of the scenes, like all of the scenes that were on the boat and like all of those main scenes that weren't in the water were filmed in the Amazon. So Mm -hmm. I imagine that for some people that maybe was not a vibe, which is fair. Like, I don't know this is not not that I could turn anything down ever but like if I if I knew I was going to the Amazon for two months and I was also going to be around a lot of snakes I would probably give some pause especially if I had the clout to turn it down I probably wouldn't have Um, but also yeah maybe this is just kind of a ridiculous idea to a lot of people like okay a movie about a giant snake I'm good on that like yeah. I could, I could understand it both ways, but yeah, I know they were in the Amazon for two months, and then I guess she she said that all of the water scenes were filmed in California, like in, uh, a, in a in a tank on a sound. Which
1: stage. good on them for that. I yeah. I honestly, if if we're like in the Amazon filming something, they're like all right, now we're just gonna be in the in the Amazonian river for the next hour, I'd be like uh, about that. Can yeah, I talk to my agent Dude, real quick?
0: Yeah. I would rather peel paint off a wall than <laughs> be in the water and the Amazon. I first of all, I can't swim, so you know it is what it is. Right. But also, yeah, I'm not. I, I already get paranoid with cr- critters and creatures potentially being in water when I know there's no chance that they would even be in there. So, the a river is not where I'm trying to be. Is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we've got a full-stacked crew. They blast off because they are trying to find the Shirashami tribe. Mm-hmm. Which is something that I do always forget about this movie is that they they the our main crew really have nothing to do with the snakes. Their whole thing is they're trying to find this tribe and right. make this documentary about them. And obviously that gets derailed, but that is a, a part of the plot that No matter how many times I watch this movie, I always forget.
1: Right, I always like I've seen Anaconda so many times, but yeah, same same deal. I always like open the movie. I'm like, why are they there again? Like that's Mm -hmm. that's the one question I ask myself. Like what what put them in the position to be this close to this giant snake? And then it's like, oh yeah, they're they're trying to make a documentary. I remember now.
0: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, real I was and real so, quick, before
1: we before we keep going, just at the beginning,
0: yeah,
1: looking at this crew, who was your favorite on the ship?
0: Who's my favorite? Mm-hmm. Oh man.
1: Cause we get you know, they do the little nineties thing where like you get a little piece of everybody before we go on our fantastical journey. So I'm just curious who who got the Erica Seal of approval as the like, okay, I like this character.
0: I mean, probably I honestly really do like uh, Terry J -hmm. J Lo's character. Like I actually do really like her as a character. Um, So she's probably one of my favorites in the beginning. Um, And then it's interesting because my favorites kind of switch throughout this movie because I like uh, not to say I don't continue to like Terry, but Westridge as a character completely grows on me halfway through he the He does, right? He becomes one of my favorite characters. <laughs> and and I know this every time, so I'm always like, I always am anticipating that because I always know that like there's a point in there when he switches and becomes a great character. Right. Um, but in the beginning, Terry is probably definitely my, I feel like I would relate to her the most. Like if I was on that boat and we were hanging out, I would probably would be hanging it with out Terry. with her. Yeah, I'd be kicking it with Terry. Yeah, we'd be, you know, we'd be getting into some mischief.
1: Probably. I feel it. I feel it. What
0: about um,
2: you? you?
1: You, I feel like you already know. Like I'm pretty sure you already know who I liked the most Danny? on this boat. Of course, of yeah. course. I actually had a mantra within my notes that I repeated several times due to different circumstances, and that mantra was. On this boat, I am Ice Cube, and Ice Cube is me. Yeah. Every time Danny made like a side comment, I would always be like, "Yes, Danny, I I feel you. I feel you right now." Because <laughs> now, granted, it's just it's just Ice Cube's face, but the expression that he had throughout the entire trip, I feel like, is the exact same expression I would yeah. have if I was his character in that situation. You get what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah.
0: Maybe it works out then, because then we'll just say I would be Terry. And you would be
1: and I would be Danny Mm
2: -hmm.
0: not that I don't think I there is to say I don't think I would be as like vocal as Terry because she definitely speaks out when she thinks that things are going amiss. I would probably be I would probably be a little more nervous to do that like I'd probably be a bit more like a Denise in that sense (laughs) of afraid to like fight back against this creepy man but in other aspects. I feel like me and Terry would get along.
1: Yeah, all, all we're really trying to say is like we could have been the leading roles of Anaconda. However, we are very much pleased with the casting that yeah. we did settle on, um, and we hold no hard feelings. So just, no. just, just to clear the air, I know it was on everybody's mind, so we just wanted to settle that really quickly. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's cool. We've we've moved past it. But- <laughs> yeah things were a little bit we had a little bit of a beef for a while um <laughs> but so they're just kind of they're just kind of hanging out they're going yeah. through the amazon and things are going uh, like
1: decently well things are honestly. going
0: yeah not too bad westbridge is playing golf on the boat <laughs> which i'm like dude you're gonna lose all your balls as someone who was recently feeling like they might be getting into golfing um God, That's you such two, a waste of my, balls.
1: All my friends are getting into golf. I don't know what's going on, but continue, continue.
0: I don't know. It's in the air. <laughs> Something Gulf is, is air. going around in the <laughs> air. Yeah, I've just been really feel. I've been bitten by the golf bug. Planning That's on a getting girl. a skort and some gloves, some okay. balls.
1: Franchy, huh? Okay, fancy, mm-hmm. huh? Okay, okay, But
0: as a golf connoisseur, uh, <laughs> you can't be wasting your balls like that. He hit every single ball off of yeah, the ball. Yeah, he,
1: did he hit a single one into that net? I think they all went no. off the edge.
0: No, and not to mention the net is the size of a butterfly net, and he's hitting it from one inch away. I'm like, where are you trying to hit these two? <laughs> because <laughs> you're missing the net. The net's not big enough. And like, how many balls? did you bring and then he blames it on Danny's music and then Danny makes a, a yo mama insult and it had me thinking does anybody do that anymore like is that still a thing maybe I I don't think I've heard that in in a long time and it wasn't until he said that that I was like dang it's been a minute since I've heard somebody just say it was
1: definitely like, it was definitely a '90s, like early 2000s, like staple to go for the Yo yeah. Mamas. We also had a show based Yo mama. on Yo mama I was about jokes. to
0: say uh, we had our renaissance thanks to Wilmer Valderrama. We had our little moment. Shout um, out! Shout out, shout out Wilmer! I also, always think about that theme song a lot. It will, will randomly pop into my head. Um, on a day-to-day
1: basis. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know why. Literally every day.
0: (laughs) I don't know why. I was thinking about it. I was like singing it earlier and I was like, dang, am I ever going to get rid of that?
1: I was going to say also, um, you know, I got to commend the acting in this movie because, you know, Damn well, Jonathan Hyde would never have that much balls to go and touch Ice Cube's radio.
2: No. <laughs> this man
1: was like, you know, I could have you killed. Like you you do not fully register who you were talking to right now. Good yeah. Sir.
0: <laughs> and then Ice Cube's probably like, I could kill you right now. And then <laughs> And then he says, like, you and what army? I was like, okay.
1: Oh, yeah. You, you really got him there, Westridge. Somebody, really yeah. up?
0: Somebody put their britches on, and they felt real big and bad this morning. <laughs> like, sir, you are over there. You are zero out of 20 on your golf game, and you have the audacity <laughs> to tell him you're going to hire a killer. Okay.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, all this to say, they're cruising, you know, doing their thing, and we meet uh, the guy.
0: We meet. <laughs> we meet John Voight's character, um, Paul, who is. Yeah, let's call him
1: Paul. Don't even yeah. don't even give him the decency of using his fucking surname. Whatever is it? Is it whatever. Fuck his other name. Yeah. He's Paul.
0: To be clear, I I, I did forget to write it down. Um, but even if it was on there,
1: I would still <laughs> call him Paul. Still call him Paul.
0: Yeah. So Paul has basically found himself. Uh, because there's a storm going on, and as they pass by, they see that he has gotten himself basically like caught in the weeds. Um, so they allow him to come onto their boat. Did De- John Voigt is lapping this role up. My, he really is. My man constantly has a grimace on his face. First of all, he's from Paraguay, so he has an <laughs> accent, <laughs> he has a ponytail. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, he's sporting just a constant look of disgust on his face, and it's he like has half disgust, problem, like on.
1: half like I'm interested. It's a weird combination.
0: Yeah, it's like if you combined a creepy old man and like that face that Florence Pugh makes, <laughs> that would be Paul, <laughs> right? <laughs>
1: Yes <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. that was good. That's a good place.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just kept thinking about it. I was like John Voight walked so that Florence Pugh could run. <laughs> I'll put it out there. I'll oh put that on God. tape.
1: <laughs> he was, he, you know what? like I hated his character as I think a lot of people did, but mm-hmm. you cannot deny that Mans was killing it with the role. He, um, he kind he was kind of stealing the show. With he such a is- star-studded cast, he somehow found a way to make it that every time he was on screen, you just, you had to look at him. You could not look mm. at him because you always knew he was going to be doing something. You yeah. know what he was going to be doing. He was going to be doing something.
0: But it was something. Uh-huh. Yeah, he just, you can just tell that he had a blast like playing that part. I also found an interview with John Voight mm-hmm. and he mentioned that, Yeah, he said he basically just spent a lot of time trying to focus down on what the character would sound like and what they would move like. And he said the biggest thing for him was he had to go through a process where he had to figure out ways to make it so that as soon as you saw this guy, you knew you had to be on guard, like just from the way that he looked and from the way that he moved without him even saying anything. Mm -hmm. You had to understand as the audience that he is the villain and you had to understand why the crew is particularly Cal. You have to understand why he's immediately kind of standoffish because he is Uh, as soon as they meet Paul. Cal in particular is just not like he's just not feeling him like he's he's nice to him he's courteous enough but you can tell that he questions a lot of things about Paul's story and his circumstances
1: Yeah, because he's mad he's mad suspicious he's so suspicious and then like Mm -hmm. even when they're like trying to figure out where to go he's like oh yeah I know I know where the people are I can show you the way and then he goes into his whole spiel about the story i actually love that bit and i wrote down that this is one of the first times i'm actually enjoying a white dude mansplaining something because he <laughs> called paul's bullshit so quickly yeah and i forgot about that verbal confrontation it was like oh yeah that's a great story about something else bitch
0: yeah it's like this big brain argument it's like the way that academics have beef he is- he he looked, they out-fact each other.
1: He looked Paul <laughs> dead in the eyes and gave him the, um, actually.
0: Yeah, um, actually, Paul? I believe that's a different drive. And then Paul, I like when Paul gets super pissed and he's like, I know what I know. I said what the fuck I said. You can believe it or you can't. I was like, <laughs> okay <laughs> even even terry is like what the, yeah
1: what, what the was fuck? that about <laughs> <laughs> but i mean like it's it, it's such a great little like conflict there but you think that maybe it's cool you know maybe maybe the beef got squashed and then what a scene or so later uh paul i mean you don't know this yet but paul straight up tries to <laughs> attempted murder Carol yeah, pretty does.
0: much so and also Another thing that happens too is uh Denise and what the heck is that one guy's name? What is Owen, Owen Wilson's, Wilson's character's Gary, name? Gary. Gary. Sorry, Gary. I didn't even <laughs> write you down. Um so <laughs> Denise and Gary go out into the the Amazonian forest to get wild sound alone at night. Huh? I right. was like this is a mistake. This is the biggest mistake I've ever seen. Can I, can like I, you're asking for death.
1: Can I can I ask something really quickly um, cuz this is actually one thing I, I almost forgot is I was so curious. I don't get why everyone on this boat was so goddamn horny because I'm like mm-hmm. in this like humid muggy tri- like swampy forest like I would just be sweaty and grumpy. Like I don't understand why all these people are like cannot keep them hands their hands to themselves. Like everybody's just trying to fuck on this I shit. I don't
0: get it. And that's why honestly, I hate to say this, but I think I would be Westridge because the way that he was handling things <laughs> seems much more appropriate than the way that other people were handling things cuz yeah, particularly for Gary and Denise Not only am I not in the mood to have sex in the Amazon, I'm not in the mood to have sex in the forest, in the black of night, off on my own with not a single weapon to be found besides a boom mic. Right. Like, what are we (laughs) doing, guys? (laughs) And if you were that horny, why didn't you just stay on the boat? Yeah, y'all could have
1: just fucked in your room. You didn't have to do the moonlight stroll. With the with the the wild, wild sound pretense. That was unnecessary and stupid. Also,
0: yeah. And also everybody gets turned on by the wild sound. It strikes something deep in Denise's core. <laughs> as soon as she hears it, she's like, um, are we about to fuck right now? And then and then right before that, Cal and Terry are having a conversation about like lightning bugs or fireflies or whatever and how they Like mate, and that turns Terry on, and then they start making out.
1: It's also for for a PG thirteen movie. It's also very horny too. (laughs) Like the amount they talk about, like sex and being horny and stuff. Like, granted, we were a little bit looser, I think, with PG thirteen. All of you know, a couple decades ago.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this is very true. It it was things were a little bit more loosey goosey then.
1: So A a simpler time.
0: A simpler time, but so basically, what what we get through this is, I think this is the first moment when Paul kind of gains uh, Gary's trust mm-hmm. because he saves his life because they get attacked by a wild boar, which are some mean beasts. Yeah, true. The wild They're boars very are very so dangerous, very vicious, very dangerous, and um, yeah, he Paul sa- shoots the boar and saves them just in time. So now Gary is kind of like. He's kind of indebted to Paul or, or not indebted, but I think he kind of feels like Paul knows some things about the the Amazon that none of them do. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, next thing we know, uh, Cal is ha- dying. He has like, he goes down to cut the boat loose because it gets caught. And while he's down there, a wasp crawls down or a wasp crawls into his mouth, but this is another thing where it's another like, oh, uh, whose dick is bigger? Co- competition because Paul volunteers to go down there. It's almost like he knows that cow
1: yeah. is
0: gonna is gonna fight back and say no, I'll do it just because Paul wants to do it. Well, I
1: mean, he does because you know the script, but like also, <laughs> but also like I, I will throw it out there like. It, Paul's plan here because it seems like I or at least I get the impression that everything that happens post um almost fucking kill the boar scene uh is part of Paul's plan like the whole mm-hmm. put the put the wasp in his gear so that he'll inhale it and then I'll save him
2: mm-hmm. I won't let him
1: die I'll save him but then we're going to have him. to go back and then we'll we get go to go house. down the trail that I want to go mm-hmm. to, because Paul wanted to go down a different trail before he got hit with a mansplation. Um, mm-hmm. And so he's like, all right, if I do this, this and this, it'll get the entire boat to want to go down this route. And I was like, this is one of those cases where the villains plot is just way too specific. Yeah. To actually work, I think, ever. The fact that it does yes. is like, I mean, of course the movie, but it's just like
0: insanity. It his plan is paper thin. It's ready to have so many holes poked through it. And everybody misses. Like nobody can nobody can <laughs> stop him. He yeah, he gets everything exactly how it needs to go. And we do find out here in a little bit that he had a little bit of help getting that hmm. done. But still things did have to go a very specific way. Because say yeah. say Cal said, you know what, Paul? Go for it. I don't care. Well yeah. then what? Now who now what? <laughs>
3: <Literally>, <laughs> the movie would not have happened.
0: Now what? Now what are you gonna do? Now you're sitting there looking stupid in the water. So yeah, it it's definitely a very convoluted plan. That does end up working out because obviously they need to get him to a hospital. Everybody's so focused on that aspect of it, that now they're kind of letting Paul lead the way, because according to him, he's got a foolproof, fast, quick path, Um, which leads them right into a wall of snakes. I would simply pass away if I if if I had snakes raining down upon me. I would I that would be the end for me.
1: Yes, and also, before they even blew up the 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 snake wall, mm-hmm. I would have been of the group of people that is questioning why Paul casually is carrying dynamite. Right. Because he doesn't give a very good explanation. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure he just is like, oh, you know, just in case. Like, just in mm-hmm. case what, bitch? Yeah. You have a, a bag full of Acme-style dynamite just at your yeah. disposal. What? What like you, you're what are yeah. you doing out here, my guy?
0: Like you're coyote. Like why <laughs> do you yeah? And also, where does the explanation? Where did this wall come from, dude? Like, and he's just like, I didn't know there was a wall here. That's fine, but why? What can we question? Why there is a wall blocking our path? Perhaps we're not meant to go this way. And then he says, Oh, you know, if we turn back around, it'll add on two days. Look, at that point, add it, add it yeah, on, add it on add it on because i get you're worried about oh boy but he looks okay (laughs) he might be okay (laughs) yeah but
1: not not worth it all but yes they somehow they he paul gets away with uh blowing up the snake wall and yeah just absolute absolute snake terror rains from the skies um i would i'm erica i'm with you i would have just jumped off the boat at that point i mean you know what i'll test i'll test the waters i'll risk it i'm on my own fuck this boat fuck this documentary seriously
0: forget it all like and at that point in time every time i watch this movie obviously i know he's probably in a world of hurt but dude i'd want to be in cal's position he sleeps through so much of this he doesn't even know what's going on. He never even has to deal with the giant snake. He doesn't even know there was a giant <laughs> snake. The only thing that he knows is that Cal is a shitty guy and that something weird's going on with that.
1: Or Paul. But... Paul's a shitty guy. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, that Paul. Yeah,
0: that Paul's a shitty guy and something's going on with that. But as far as he knows, he got stung by a wasp and he has been asleep, and mm-hmm. that's all there is to it.
1: Right. He, he really did get off lucky. Um, also with the with the snake wall, sorry to go back to it, but mm-hmm. now that I think about it, and homies don't do this when watching this movie, be very nitpicky, because this isn't one of those kind of movies where you should be doing that. Uh, but I will point out the fact that when it was raining snakes and like everybody's kind of dealing with it and there's snakes everywhere, um, one, they were all very like, uh, what's the word here? They were all very feng shuied around the boat. Like they were <laughs> All the snakes were so nice, like the little snakes were on were on the bottom of the boat. The big snakes were like curled around the sides of the boat. And like somebody's casually holding a boa constrictor just because it looks pretty. And I'm like, <laughs> none of these none of these snakes blew up when you hit them with dynamite? Like there's mm-hmm. no snake guts anywhere. There's no. not any mm-hmm. dismembered snakes. They all just flew from the wall hole and landed. <laughs> Very picturesquely <laughs> onto the boat. All on the boat. Mm-hmm.
0: They landed all on the boat. And I want to know how they got all those snakes off because it couldn't have been me. <laughs> um, and yeah, and they... You know what? This crew hangs out a little bit too much out just on the, like, boat deck for my liking. I would be spending a lot more time inside the boat
2: yeah.
0: Um, because, yeah, miss me with that. I'm not trying to be... In the rainfall of snakes I'm not trying to be on the deck when I find out there is a giant snake like I am inside for the rest of this trip particularly after this moment I would be inside
1: you want to know what part I actually love that comes up very soon after this is like after they blow up the snake wall and they're like going through and um they find the other boat which we find out later is Paul's old boat looks like um and they're about to go (laughs) They're about to go or and it's, search it's it. It's Danny for fuel. Trejo's
0: boat, huh? It's Danny Trejo's boat.
1: Oh, Danny Trejo's boat. That's mm-hmm. right. But there's a picture of Paul in there.
0: Yeah, because it's it's a picture of Paul, Danny Trejo, and Mateo. Right, they, right, right. right, right yeah, they yep, were yep, business yep. partners. Mm-hmm.
1: Got you. So before they go onto that boat, right? Um, at least Paul knows what that is, and so he wants to go and search it. And so when they're decided, I <laughs> just love when they're deciding who should go search it um danny's like uh i'm gonna go with them because i'm gonna go film this i'm gonna get this all on film and then i love that denise was like oh do you guys need sound and immediately gary's like no nah, i'm not going yeah <laughs> it was like a little yeah. sideline we weren't the camera wasn't even on owen wilson when he says it when he says it but when he said that lie i busted mm-hmm. out laughing because yeah. i was like you know what bro same i would have the same reaction oh. Like, oh, you Honestly, need sound? I don't give a fuck if you need yeah. sound. I ain't going out there.
0: Much respect, because, yeah, I would not have either. I'd have been like, Denise, keep your voice down. <laughs> they don't need sound. We'll dub it over.
3: <laughs> we'll ADR this shit.
0: <laughs> um, and that's another thing, too. It's like, Westridge is the face of the documentary. He does not volunteer to do anything, nope. even when the camera is involved. He stays his happy self on the boat. That's why I would be him. Um... But yeah, so we find out that Mateo and Paul have previously been working together. Mm-hmm. And this is all kind of uh, a ruse, which is another thing that I forget often. I always forget that Mateo is not is working with with him because Mateo seems suspicious of him in the beginning, but that's just more so him just nervous that the plan's not gonna work out maybe
1: yeah i i too forget that mateo was technically a bad guy um because i mean he seemed i mean he seemed angsty but he didn't seem like one of the villainous characters when you first meet him
0: yeah it's a bummer
1: yeah but i mean he dies very soon after
0: right right yeah yeah he does he gets
1: gets messed up too. i wrote that i was like damn mateo got messed up (laughs)
0: Did the snake have to snap his neck like that?
1: Ugh,
3: right. I was like,
1: so granted, this is one of those things when you you know you go back and watch movies, right? Especially creature features because you're gonna have to deal with a little bit of like CGI and all that stuff, and we're talking like late 90s CGI. Um but because they did use um a mixture, I suppose, of uh, mm-hmm. practical, practical and animatronics, some of the stuff still looks decent. And even though it was like early or sorry, late 90s CGI, that death still looked so gruesome. Like the way his mm-hmm. like yeah, the way his neck snapped when he got twisted, I was like, oh my lord. That, that seemed painful. personal.
0: It seemed very personal. Like the snake <laughs> didn't snap anybody else's neck like that. <laughs> Cause it was already crushing his bones.
1: <laughs> you and were already then, dead. Man, yeah, it was already and, dead.
0: And then it whipped his head real hard all the way to the back so Mateo was smooth dead and yes they they there's more practical effects in this movie than I recalled they do have a good mixture of it and they're smart because any time that they're focused pretty heavily on the snake and um, and it's usually practical the yeah. mo- they mainly use the cgi for those shots of it like lunging at people or wrapping around people or like in the because water like, or stuff like yeah, that yeah because it's like yeah I've, you know what else are they gonna do but i guess the practical snake did malfunction at one point mm-hmm. and scared uh, the luckily, shit out of yeah luckily nobody was hurt but it did kind of short circuit and kind of <laughs> do its own thing for a minute before they got it back under yeah. control, which is, you know, the risky run with practical. I know the same thing happened with the uh, Bruce, the shark that they used for Jaws. Mm-hmm. It's just it happens sometimes, especially when it's in water. Yeah, it's like, in
1: water. And it was a ginormous thing. Like it was like a 40 foot yeah. long animatronic and it weighed like five thousand pounds or something like it mm-hmm. was a beast. Of a of a of a set piece, so it's like whenever you're you're working with something like that, it's just bound to have some sort of malfunctions. The fact that it works correctly at all is a freaking miracle, especially in 1997.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and it works and it looks pretty dang good. Yeah, like I I I enjoyed it. So yeah, but it uh cracks all of Mateo's bones. And and then uh, every but nobody sees it, so everybody gets back on the boat and they're kind of wondering where Mateo has gone. This is another moment I love Westridge because he's like, "Y'all are dumb if you don't think that Mateo is dead." Yeah. And and when they're like, "If it was you out there, you'd want us to come back," and he's like, "If it was me out there, I'd be dead." Like, what do you yeah. mean?
1: <laughs> that was definitely the turning point for Westridge, where it's like, yeah. "All right, my man is actually spitting some logic over here. Yeah. He's not just all all complaints." and whining he's got he's got some thoughts going in yeah. his head that i do agree with
0: come on everybody we are not sure that mateo is dead so we're just gonna wait here till the morning
3: are you insane where do you think he went A walk in the woods now listen we've got to get the hell out of here get a grip western i've got a grip
2: we're not leaving if it was you out there you'd want us to stay too oh,
0: listen if it was me out there i'd be dead
2: you see Go into your cabin and lock the
0: door. Because this is one time where it's, you know, in in certain circumstances, I can understand in movies when people say, no, we need to go back for them. No, this is one time where if because this is when Paul tells them the truth and says, yo, there's a giant snake out there. He rolls out (laughs) this he rolls out (laughs) the snake skin like it's a fruit roll up. And he's like. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you, but <laughs> Mateo <So>, is <was> dead.
1: <laughs> at- actually, uh, yeah. he's so casual, about Batu. <laughs> he's so casual. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, people die when there's giant snakes involved. Uh, Basically. It's a, uh, it's a shame, but uh, we're here to hunt a snake now. <laughs> surprise.
0: Yeah, surprise. You're all part of my crew. And they're like, huh? So um, this is when... So this is around the time when he starts letting them know, you know, oh, you can get you can get paid a lot for hunting this snake. Your guys' documentary isn't weren't going to work out anymore. So you can make money with me this way. Blah, 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 blah. Right. And Gary buys into it. Like Gary decides, you know what? I do kind of want to make a lot of money. Plus, Gary thinks that if anybody can protect them, it's Paul, which <clears throat> Okay, Gary. So Mm -hmm. Gary buys into this idea and Paul and Gary kind of take over the boat and force everyone else to help them. And so you get this whole snake attack scene where Paul is trying to catch the snake, but he doesn't want to kill the snake, which I don't quite get. Because what if you're just trying to prove that snakes get this big, why does it matter if it's dead or alive and also what is your plan like if it's alive and it's just tranquilized what how are you getting this to where it needs to go like did you what are your moves what are the next moves paul because we never get to see them but he apparently (laughs) has an idea of what he wants to do
1: yeah and like a the tranquilizer didn't even fucking work on it apparently it just It took it straight in the mouth and was like, nah, I'm still hungry and is out here killing motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. And then also this, this is something that kind of confused me too, because like, granted, they embellished a little bit of stuff when it comes to like, uh, anacondas and like, cause like anacondas can get to like almost that size. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm curious where he got this notion that just bringing in an anaconda would get this much money. Because I'm like, it's not the only one. Like, there's going to be multiple of these. This is, at least for this universe, it feels like this is a, you know, large anaconda. Not like the, it's not like the King Kong of anacondas. It's just a, an anaconda that happens to be large.
0: Right. And and we do see that there are more of them because they end up killing one and there's still another one left. And also, I'm sure it had babies and shit like, you know, it's not the only (laughs) anaconda that's that size. And that's another thing, too. It's uh, everyone doesn't seem quite as panicked by the sheer size of it as I would expect them to be when they finally get to see it. Like, Denise is is. like, Denise is like, let it go. I'm like, ah, (laughs) "Ah, no, no, I don't think that's the best idea.
1: (laughs) Also, is it not, was it just me or did you as an adult watch this movie again and think that the Anaconda actually looks smaller than you remember?
0: Yeah, yeah, it definitely did. That wasn't
1: just me. Like, I felt like every scene that I saw, it was still clearly a very large snake but right i was right. like watching i was like
3: i remember it being bigger like, yeah. it was, the
1: thought popped into my head a couple of times
0: yeah i kind of like that it's not though like i, I like yeah, it was
1: like it was the, the, the right size. size it was actually yeah. the right size
0: because it's not yeah i think if they went any bigger it might have been a little bit more uh little, sci-fi yeah like jurassic parky <laughs> yeah um so it is a good size but no i agree with you i Particularly when the head comes out, I was like, hmm. I'm sure it looks, and I'm sure it's one of those things where in person it probably looked
3: ginormous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. a
0: lot of the times when they shoot it, it's from fairly far away. So it, you know, doesn't look as big as it probably would if I was standing right next to it. But this part, I will say, used to scare me when I was younger. So two of two scenes used to scare me when I was younger. The first one was the wasp in the mouth.
2: Mm-hmm. Like Which, when, they yeah, when they pull the it wasp out. Oh,
0: it, it's pretty yuck. Yeah, that part used to scare me when I was little. And then this part used to scare me as well. <laughs> when when um, after Gary gets taken and he is like in the water yeah. and it like and it rolls over and he's like, ugh. <laughs> he like makes that little noise so you know that he's still alive, but it like rolls him over into the water. But I did have to laugh when they had that shot of the anaconda swimming by and With you his just saw that, that, CGI the CGI body in the belly. <laughs> yeah, the print of Gary's body inside of its belly. Oh God, yeah, that one. That was a step God, too far. I fucking
1: me, miss but. 90 CGI. I do. <laughs> the golden air
0: <laughs> oh my gosh it was ridiculous i was like dang i forgot they did that and it looks it looks a little goofy but it's pretty funny yeah.
1: and but from here on out it just shit just starts hitting the fan left and yeah. right
0: it's just a series of unfortunate events everybody gets picked off
1: yeah like, i'm like the so oh Before everybody gets picked off, too. Yo, fuck Paul for that little fair weather prayer that he gave to Gary after he was dead.
0: Yeah. uh,
1: Bless you for your life. Um, it said that she died, yada yada. Okay, um, yeah. can we keep hunting the snake, please?
0: <laughs> yeah. And then at that point, Paul is just c- totally controlling everybody. One quick thing I would like to say: so uh, Terry tries to seduce Paul and mm-hmm. trick him right. See, let me tell you, something. let me give a little tip, not not from experience or nothing, but just <laughs> this is something that I've noticed. This is where they go wrong. If you're gonna do a seduction plan, like Mm -hmm. a seduction trap. They always go wrong, because you can't do a full 180. They always go too hard. All of a sudden, you know, you can't be hating them five minutes ago. And now all of a sudden, you're like, oh, like, you're so strong, you have to keep some of that hate. And you have to make it seem like it's just like a passion. And you're just so, you hate them so much, but you're kind of coming around and it's kind of turning you on. Like, that's what you got to do.
1: Yeah. And school, we call f- this the moment before. Okay. You yes. got to register that, have a little subtext
0: yes. to your treason. You need to take a beat. You need to <laughs> remember what just transpired and work that into the seduction. You can't go full on because Paul knows, Paul knows what's up. Like, Paul knows who he is, and mm-hmm. he knows that Miss J Lo. There's no way. There's there's simply no way, and he has to know that. So you gotta be tactful.
1: Yeah, but I will. I will say I did. I didn't remember this part fully. So like when they're doing that scene, and then Danny tries to come in to like, and he clearly sees him. I was like, well, yeah, this plan looked like it was gonna fail, but. boy Mm -hmm. westridge i forgot that he was part of this they they did they despite the fact that they didn't do the moment before um terry didn't they did have layers to this plan because they were like just in case he he danny gets caught and we got westridge waiting with his patented golf clubs to take homeboy out
0: Mm -hmm. yeah he came through with the clubs um, which was great.
1: He was also ready to fucking just kill him right there. right? But... <laughs> yeah. yo, let me hear him again.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He def- that was like Westridge's like villain orange origin-, origin story. Cause he was like, that felt good. Like after he knocked him out, I was like, what? <laughs> that
3: felt real good.
0: <laughs> but yeah. So Westridge ends up dying in the next scene. Unfortunately, even though he's had like his redemption. Well, no, that's why he dies because he's had a redemption story. Yeah. So now he needs to be killed. And then Denise fumbles the mission. For real,
1: for real. Den- Denise, that was, that was, a, you could have done better.
0: Yeah, you really could have. it. She really made, she made a lot of mistakes. I mean, he would have escaped anyway, because apparently he can use the power of just one thrust to get off of the ground, jump high enough to wrap his thighs around her neck and strangle her to death. Mm-hmm. Um, he had he had been using the thigh master. Apparently, prior <laughs> to this excursion, he had purchased a thigh master.
1: This man has got quads of absolute steel.
0: Steel, my goodness. Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, she dies. Westridge. Westridge's death is still the best one to me. That one is such a cool death. I love his death. Hmm. Him falling. From the waterfall, and the snake's like,
3: gotcha, bitch. Yeah. Yanks
1: him back. Oh, I love it. I love it every time I see it.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. They get him good. And then, <laughs> and then don't even eat him. They leave my mans. They kill him for no reason, basically. Just because. Um, just to send the message. Just to send the message. Then it attacks Danny, but of course, Danny's not going to die. No,
1: um, no, no. It's, it's a good day <laughs> for Danny. He's not going to die.
0: that's why yeah that's why it was a good day for danny oh
1: and with the real quick with the danny scene too because uh with that one we get the our first snake death like we do kill one of the snakes Mm -hmm. because terry shoots it i love how terry does not shoot a bullet and it's so clear that she does not shoot a bullet there is no muzzle flash the gun is still fully in frame and you can see nothing leave the barrel But somehow this snake is just exploding left and right. And I'm like, you know, I could be mad about this. I'm not. I
0: could be. Yeah, it's like an airsoft gun with the tip, like pulled off of it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, she kills a snake, gets Danny and then they are able, with the help of Cal, who is resurrected <laughs> just enough to help them out, um, they help like overpower Paul and push him off the boat, and then they just leave to go find more gas yeah, or more he, fuel. He, he
1: get, yeah, they try and get more fuel, and they also tranquilize Paul, but uh, Danny makes sure that for plot reasons, we know that the tranquilizer <laughs> fell out of his bag. <laughs>
0: i I love that the tranquil oh man the tranquilizer came uh, out
1: well we know he's gonna (laughs) come back but we got stuff to do let's go let's keep going
0: thank you danny Mm -hmm. (laughs) so we get our final showdown Mm
2: -hmm. where
0: paul has miraculously beaten the boat to (laughs) to this location (laughs) not only did he beat the boat he beat the boat just by swimming, even and he had been tranquilized. So, mm-hmm. what? Okay. <laughs> he beat the boat, and he has a gun now. He and has, he has a gun. He still and, has his gun.
1: And somehow, in one movement, knocked out two people? Two
0: people. <laughs> yeah, I also wondered that as well, because, yeah, he is able to do only one gun knock What?
1: Great. That was perfect. (laughs) Sure.
0: One gun knock.
1: (laughs) I was going to tell you what it's actually called, but I think we're going to call it the gun knock.
0: No, will you please tell me what it is because it's going to bother me? No,
1: the butt of the gun. He used the butt of the gun. Yes,
0: yes. Gun butt. (laughs) the gun butt. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, he knocks out both of them, knocks them out cold, covers them in monkey blood, and Mm -hmm. basically is calling, doing his little snake call. Um, this is another thing. I'm like, that was your grand plan. Get the snake in a net. And right? then tr- try and <laughs> all of this led
1: it? to a net. That was the.
0: Oh, oh my gosh. Oh how, how embarrassing. You so. It's just so embarrassing. And he gets he gets killed. And they took some time on this Paul death because mm-hmm. nobody else. Nobody else got the makeup like John Voigt, they went in on his makeup as his bones are being crushed. They did all this makeup to his face to make it seem like there's like all of this pressure and you know, his blood vessels are popping and stuff. Mm-hmm. They did all that to his face. And then they do this shot from inside of the snake that actually yeah. kind of like grosses me out. It's a shot from inside of the snake and you just kind of see him getting like
2: Slurped sucked
0: up. up. <laughs> And that's another thing is apparently Paul is still alive, as he's being slurped up like spaghetti. He's still kind of like groaning and kicking around,
3: uh, yeah. which
0: bleh, that's pretty gross. I'm I'm glad that they went in on his death because it's so satisfying. Yeah, I
1: mean that we've been waiting for this, right? We've we've been waiting the whole movie to finally see him get his comeuppance. So, yeah, I do think as the audience, we want to see every gory little detail mm-hmm. that we can afford in a PG-13 movie um, yeah. to see this man suffer for everything he's done. Because again, we <laughs> yeah. w- the, the ship was sailing very smoothly until he showed up. Uh, he just messed everybody's worlds up. So, you know what? He deserved to get slurped up by the snake and then also spit right the fuck back out.
2: Uh,
0: we <laughs> that we saw- that yes. shit
1: was gross. <laughs>
0: He is spit back out. He's covered in KY jelly. He can spit <laughs> back out. He's like spit out right in front of Terry, and mm-hmm. and he looks. He like falls out onto his knees, and she kind of catches him a little bit, and then he winks at her. Yeah, he's like
1: he like blinks or winks or whatever.
0: Which <laughs> I like, how I'm, are you
1: still alive, my guy?
0: I surely that had to be like a reflex. You know how after you die like, your muscles will yeah, still spasm like, sometimes. It ha- it
1: had to have been.
0: But or apparently. Maybe,
1: or maybe it was just John Void saying, like, look, this is my last scene and I've been killing it. I'm not going out without buttoning my fucking performance.
0: Well, I was about to say that that is what it was. He wasn't supposed to do that. He did it as a joke.
1: Oh and- really? Oh, oh then- shit. Fucking mm-hmm. called it.
0: Yep, I, I he- know what
1: actor button in a scene when I see one. <laughs>
0: I know, an actor eating up the scenery. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that wasn't, he was just supposed to fall out and fall down, but I guess that he told his, like, uh, the people that did his makeup and his hair, I guess he kind of told them that he might try and do something, Mm -hmm. and so he winked, and they didn't catch it at first, and they ended up leaving it in um, because they liked it. So, yeah, (laughs) that was a John Voight choice. So, and you know what? I ain't mad at it. Nah, I, I, it it's so because it ridiculous, makes no but sense, but, I... <laughs> but it's
1: great. You know what I mean? We're like it doesn't make any sense that it's there, but I do enjoy it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm. I yeah, it's just so ridiculous. So at this point, Terry is just being chased all over this like place because uh, the snake is just totally after her. Danny's hobbling around trying to give her some help, um, and so they end up blowing the snake up. Mm-hmm. But then. It gets blown up into the water, which obviously puts the fire out. And I guess apparently Jennifer Lopez did all of her own stunts for this. She, like, oh, she, cool. she climbed up, she climbed over the smoke tower, she was hanging from the rope. And then when the explosion happened, her stunt double jumped off. And then the part with the snake chasing her on fire in the water was also her. She said that that was the one stunt that she was like the most afraid of. Oh, because yeah. obviously the snake was on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: that that was definitely, pra- you could tell that was, there was practical there. So like they were yeah. doing some real fire. Oh um, yeah.
0: and And cool. also, yeah, it looks, it actually looks really great. And also she was filming Selena at the exact same time that she was filming this. So she was really worried that. She was gonna get burnt. Oh yeah,
2: yeah.
0: That was gonna get all fucked up, but it looks it does look really cool. Um, seeing it like chasing her on fire. <laughs>
1: yeah, doesn't make any sense. No, of no. course not. But is it fun a... and awesome? Yes. 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah,
0: not a lick of sense. But it looks fantastic. And yeah, so the water puts out the fire. We have to have our final gotcha moment. So, the snake pops back up through the bridge and tries to attack her one more time and ice cube gets his little hero moment gets to hit it with an axe
1: our boy danny gets to solidify in that moment that it is in fact going to be Be a good day
0: day. (laughs) yes yes sir um (laughs) so yeah he gets his moment the snake is killed cal cal is that person who shows up after all the work is done right and it's like he's oh, that one I, in the group project oh, <laughs> yeah or he's that one where he's like oh well what time are you guys setting up for the party and you're like oh we'll probably start around seven and then he shows up at like eight and he's like oh dang you guys are finished man i was gonna help but then you're <laughs> like Okay. Cause yeah, now he's awake. Now not only is he awake, he's thriving. He's fully is
1: cured. Fine. Had a great little beauty nap.
0: He's fine. Uh they get to see the tribe as they are leaving.
1: Which and... I before before we move on and finish up there, I don't know how I felt about that. <laughs> and it's like because like I didn't remember it at all. So this time it was just like seeing, I was like, huh. Because by seeing the tribe there and then getting the whole like, oh, then Paul was right. Then it for me, it ruined the mansplation scene because it's like, so wait, was Cal wrong the whole time? Like, I mean, granted, again, this is doing what I said you shouldn't do, which is be nitpicky about this movie. But it's like, so Paul didn't give a fuck about the actual tribe. He just wanted the snake. So in theory he is making a, he's using this tale from an, another tribe just to get the people to go into this area but then they go into that area and it turns out that these people actually did all the stuff that Paul said that he did they did and it also <laughs> and also just on a funnier note I got to I got to imagine the tribe people are Rowing over and seeing everything that just happened and they're like yo you just killed our gods what the fuck like yeah. we worship those things you just blew them up
0: they're yeah they're probably just like what why can you just leave us alone like <laughs> why are you here why are you here hi get out <laughs> was it worth it yeah was it worth it for your documentary that's probably gonna be t- t- five minutes long because you have got no <laughs> footage like thanks Thanks for blowing up our spot. So, yeah, they see the tribe. I know. I think it's kind of weird that he's like, Paul was right. I'm like, was he? It's so weird. Was he right? Or did you just have so many different weird situations that ended up leading you in the right direction? Because who knows how many turns they took and how many directions they ended up going. And also, Cal, quiet. Because (laughs) you were asleep.
2: (laughs) You were asleep the
0: whole time. You don't even know where we're going. So, yeah. I was like, okay, and then they ride off into the sunset. We need to talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, why didn't Ice Cube do a song for this
1: movie? I know, right? That is the one thing where it's like, <sighs> if you just if you just did the ending track, would have been the perfect just mm, okay. seal the deal. It's because yeah. he it, it, he knew he knew why he shouldn't, but we all wish that you did, Ice Cube. We all we yeah. all wish that you did
0: i wish that i mean i'm pretty sure this song came out later i because i they say 99 in the intro but i wish it had gotten to the ending and it was like that you know ask you baby and it's like you can do it put your back into it (laughs) and that was like the ending
1: song it would have been perfect that was that was really the only thing the ending was missing we had explosions we had flaming snakes uh, we're just missing an ending credit song from Ice Cube. That was the only, yeah. only thing.
0: It's such a bummer. What a missed opportunity. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> I'll let it slide, I guess.
1: Um but before we uh before we finish up and do the rating for Anaconda, um I did see that Sony said in twenty twenty. That they are working on rebooting this entire franchise. So just really, mm-hmm. just fun facts. I don't know. There's no like projected when it's gonna happen or like anything like that. I think it's just one of those things that was in the works and it probably got a little bit messed up by COVID. But right. they did. They did go out publicly saying that they wanted to re- re- reboot the entire franchise.
0: Interesting. Oh. But see, I want it to be practical, and I know it's not going to be
1: right. But I mean, if they can, if they can give me a Anaconda crawl or whatnot, I think I think Crawl's the that newest like alligator movie, right? Yeah, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they mm-hmm.
1: if they can make that as Anaconda, I may be down for it because Crawl was pretty good. I actually enjoyed that, and mm-hmm. I didn't think that I would because I was like modern day alligator movie uh, you know ain't gonna have right. that same magic that the that the practical effect ones did <laughs> Lake Placid love you forever,
0: oh yeah, shout out to lake Placid <laughs> as well mm-hmm. another movie
1: we may need to review maybe I don't know. but I so. uh yeah, so I think that is that that's that's it right that's anaconda,
0: yeah, that's anaconda um. <laughs> it's just a fun movie like I uh, it's one of those movies that I just like to throw it on have it on in the background it's the same thing as Deep Blue Sea too I used to catch it on TNT all the time mm-hmm. and I would always catch it at the exact same spot and so it's like very particular moments of this movie are just kind of burned into my brain right and then other parts of it I forget and but it's just a fun movie. It's fun for what it is. I'm such a sucker, though, for these kinds of movies, like shark movies, snake movies, alligator movies. I'm just they get me. And I think it's because of my love for sci-fi that that happens because that's like all sci-fi would play for like f- five years. Yeah, <laughs> every time. Every yeah. single day every single day so i don't know this movie just has like a soft a soft spot in my heart
1: i agree i agree that i i felt a wave of nostalgia while watching this film um mm-hmm. and i it just made it even even better to watch it like even if i had issues with stuff i just like it's so fun it's a fun it's a fun movie um yeah. okay let's rate it which we which we rate it out of
0: um. Should we rate it out? Okay. We can rate it out of wasps. We can wow. rate it out snake of skin. snakeskins. Snakeskins. Boom mics. Boom mics. Golf um, balls. Golf balls. Winks. Winks. Um. <laughs> we can rate it out of. Who else is in this movie? Or who else? Good days. What else? We could rate it out of good days. Ooh, let's rate it out of good days. Yeah,
1: we'll do it.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, what are you thinking then? How many good days did did this give you?
1: All right. (laughs) I will um, preface by saying there may be some bias here again because the nostalgia really did wash over Mm -hmm. me while watching this movie. But I think I would give Anaconda, I would give Anaconda four out of five good days.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, this movie's got issues, homies. There's, there's definitely issues with this film. But you know what else it's got? It's got heart, all right? <laughs> it's got heart and it's got giant snakes and it's got J-Lo and it's got Ice Cube and it's got Owen Wilson and it's got John Boyd. You know what I mean? Like, it's got, it's got stuff. And so it's like if you're if you're like me and you grew up with this movie, I just feel like it's really difficult to hate it. Like if you maybe if you hated it when you first saw it, you'll continue to hate it today, but like if you grew up watching this like all the time, it's just it's got that little place in your heart. I realized rewatching it for the podcast, I was like, this is one of those movies that I think I'm just going to always like. So mm-hmm. um Anaconda is going to be getting 4 out of 5 good days for me. Uh, What about Mm
0: -hmm. you? I'm gonna give this 3.9 good days out of five.
1: Solid.
0: Solid as a rock. Yeah. So, I agree. It's just a good movie. Like it's just a fun movie. Uh, um, Let me. Yeah. Let me say that again. It's not a (laughs) good. It's not a good movie, but it's it's a a fun fun movie. movie. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's just one of those movies where every time I see it, I have fun with it and it's got it actually has some pretty great moments in it the anaconda itself like i said this movie used to kind of scare me when i was younger and the anaconda itself i think has a lot to do with it i'm so glad that they went practical for quite a bit of this and it's actually a pretty good action-packed movie i do think it kind of takes a minute to catch its speed like there's a little bit of time there when they like are first getting on the expedition where you're like all right i'm ready give me the anaconda you know you're Mm -hmm. like all right let's go uh where it takes a second but regardless of that i don't know it's just such a fun movie and i can watch it i can watch it all the time i will say though this might be might be a hot take i i like the sequel just a little bit more
3: Really, I
0: think the sequel's I'm a worse, to, have... and that's why I like it more. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, that's fair. I, I'm gonna reserve any judgments because I need to rewatch the sequel to know. But okay, I hear you, you're mm-hmm. heard, yeah, heard this... and uh, and received. The sequel um, just
0: goes even more into so bad it's good territory, which almost like ups it for me.
1: <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> um, but and I also want to throw in before we close out today that. Um, as far as I know, this could have changed possibly, but apparently, um, if you go to the Academy, the California Academy of Sciences in San mm-hmm. Francisco, they actually have the forty-foot animatronic model from this movie on display. Ooh! Um, so you can go, you can go check it out in their Amazon Rainforest um, section there. Um, again, I don't know how accurate that is. This may be. This may have changed in the past, in the in recent years because this is an older movie. Mm-hmm. But that is where it was housed for a very long time. So it may or may not still Ooh. be there.
0: Okay. That's cool. Yeah, I'll look that up. That's that's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if anybody is in San Francisco and if that is in fact true, I will double check our facts. But if that is true and anybody is in San Francisco and you get a chance to go see that, definitely go check that out. Um, but homies that's it for anaconda Um, that was (laughs) that was a blast to talk about i hope so much fun (laughs) that you guys enjoyed our conversation about it and as always please let us know what you guys think about anaconda um do you agree that it's just one of those fun movies that is always a good time or is it just like a little bit too 90s for you because that's totally also fair um Please let us know what you think on our social media. We are Homies of Horror on everything. Or if you prefer, you can always email us. We are Homies of Horror at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts. Give us your recommendations if you have any. And you can also reach out to us for any business inquiries. Um, If you would like to you can go to Apple Podcasts and you can leave us a rating or a review. We very much appreciate it. It helps other people get their eyes on our podcast. And we also just like to know what you homies are thinking about the show. So if you have an Apple Podcast account, you can head over to Homies of Horror on there as well and rate or review us. And if you are listening to this on Monday and you want to hang out with me on twitch tonight i will be doing a solo stream um my very first solo stream actually uh so i would love the support if you guys want to come and (laughs) hang out uh i very much appreciate it uh you can find us once again homies of horror on twitch Also, our link is in our social media Bios as well, if that's a little bit easier For you, but yes, please come and Hang out, I would love to see you there It would make me feel Confident Uh, I will also
1: probably be there in spirit But Erica knows I'm going to be going out of town Mm -hmm. So I won't be present For the physical But I'll be there, possibly hanging out In the chat and, you know, chopping it up With the homies as well, so come
0: through Come through, please we'd love to see ya but other than that that is it for us today homies we hope that you all have a great rest of your week thank you again for hanging out with us and we will be seeing you next time
1: catch you later homies
0: bye